Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestoProds.com video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. Jim day we have Caveman. Hi! And Alex. I am indeed here. If I sound tired, that's only because I was up till 6 a.m. playing D&D. If I sound tired, it's because I've been consistently sleep-deprived over the past two weeks. Eh, insomnia, bitch! If I sound tired, it's because I just woke up. (laughs) Yeah, so get ready for a fucking high-energy podcast, y'all. Yeah. But I feel like this week we're going to be getting more... This last couple weeks, last couple shows, there's kind of been, yeah, we've each played like one thing, maybe. I got decent number of things we all played. I only have so much money, so. Yeah, I know, me too. Yeah, same. You know, it's not like I could, it's not like I have the time and money to play five different games each week. Yeah, I I don't think that many good games come out a week. If we were bigger, we'd be able to fucking get games from, get games from people for free, but we're fucking bullshit right now. We might want to get on that. Well, I'm not here to get games from people for free. I'm here to share my opinion about terrible and great games that they might not have noticed. Yeah, you can do that better by getting them for free from the from the publisher. Amen. We can we can occasionally get something. We can occasionally get something. And for any studio that does do that, we appreciate it. You have our love. But that does not mean we will give you a biased review. Yeah. Just because we're fucking shit bags of microphones doesn't mean we're not trying to be have some level of professionalism. God dang it. Anyway, friend of mine who I call Caveman. <gasps> we're friends? Tell me about the video game you have been playing. All right. Uh, first, uh, I'm going to just mention this. Uh, I finally got my hands on Spooderman. Yay! And oh my god. It's it's like my childhood had sex with the modern day and is the, the Spider Man game you've beautiful. always dreamed of. It actually is. The combat a lot of people feels marvelous. Have you had fun time scrooging all over the city? It's it's like okay, so like this is how I described the game to Birdie and got a confused message. I was like, literally all I said to him was I'm playing the new Spider Man game, it feels amazing. <laughs> and he was very confused and I was like, You'll have to play it. So he comes over to hang out, and I put the control in his hands, and then he proceeded to play it for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just in there like, yeah, I know, isn't it great? <sighs> oh, man. Like, if you've played Spider-Man 2, it's got everything that you would have loved about Spider-Man 2, and then everything that it needs to be a great game on its own. The only problem I have with this is I haven't been able to uh, web swing over to the uh, Statue of Liberty. Mostly because I don't even know where the fuck the Statue of Liberty is. Like, I can't find it. Yo, and that also, was one of my favorite things to do. There's also it's on nothing, Ellis Island, obviously. Yeah, there's also nothing really to swing, attach your web to to swing over to it. Yeah, I know. You could swim over to it. Well, I'm going to have to do that. Because unlike in previous Spider-Man games, if Spider-Man fucking falls in the water, he doesn't dissolve. Oh yeah, that's another thing. You can actually go in the water. Oh, which wow. sucks because the water is a really slow way to get around. But thankfully, so long as you're near the shore, there's a quick way to get out of the water, which oh, it's just butter. 
It's just butter. Oh, man. It's so smooth and delicious. Well, actually, I, actually, here's the thing. If you want, to, if you want a quick way to get around the water, assuming they haven't patched it yet, um, just climb to the top of like a really tall building, jump off into the water, and then do the fucking like tuck and roll barrel roll, and it'll just roll across the surface of the water like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's it's one of the first glitches I saw in that fucking game. Like as as soon as the game came out, Imgur was just fucking full of images. Of like, hey, here's a fucking like hidden twin towers uh, Easter egg in Spider Man. Here's this, here's that, and then another one is, yo, check out this shit. And then a dude just fucking cannonballs off the roof of a fucking building into the river and just rolls on top of it. Just, Hold my beer. Just fucking rolling start. <laughs> I fucking love this game. Um, I I have. I have categories of games. Anyone who's listened to me talk about them before knows. I have the get the shit done games where I like I just go from quest point to quest point to quest point to quest point, and I just like I do that because I really enjoy the story and I enjoy seeing how the game follows through. Yeah. I have kill shit games where I just go in because I really enjoy the combat and I really just want to wipe shit out. Uh, for an example of the previous one, Persona 5. For an example of this one, any of the Far Cry games. I love <laughs> killing shit in Far Cry. It's great. And then I've got the just just going off and doing shit games. And that's Spider-Man for me. Like, Spider-Man is a go off and do whatever the fuck I feel like. It's a goof around, have fun with it game. And it's got enough content to keep me coming back. There is only one problem. Was that? Yeah. I completed all the side content the moment it unlocked. Yeah, me too. It's like, hey, go unlock these radio towers. Okay. Done. No, it's more like, hey, go unlock. Done. Done. All right, how about done? So now you have no choice but to play the story. And the story's good. The well, story my favorite good. part about it is, okay, um, you got you need to go out into the city and do things. And then I like I like go like go fight one crime, and it's like all right you can continue the story now, <laughs> which is good. The story is good, but that's the one part that I think is a little lacking for me. The story isn't, in my opinion, good enough to keep me coming back. Like the extra shit is really well, the story is just. I was more of the opposite. How far have you gotten with this story? Oh, I'm about 50% of the way through the game. Oh. And I actually forced myself to take a break at that point, because I got through 50% of the game in two days. Is that before That's or after That's how much you... I was enjoying that game. Is that before or after you chase Shocker? Uh, after. Okay, because you know, I see a lot of people are amusing themselves by doing that and screaming like the, the uh, 90s Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> Get back oh, God, here, I Shocker! So, you can't I love, escape I love this me. Game. I love this game. So, uh, what do you think of the challenge stuff, like the combat challenges, stealth challenges? I hate them. Okay, I hate them with a passion. Okay, good. Because I, because because when you said like, yeah, side stuff, I like more than the story. I was like, oh wait, does he? Did he like the challenges then? No, I hate them because the challenges were the worst part of the game for me. I agree completely. They are too difficult. They make it not fun. Well, no, it's, it's not even a matter like, of being too difficult. It's a matter of. They don't. They aren't built for what they are. Like the stealth I challenges don't. What you're getting at there. Like the stealth challenges don't reward stealth. 
I haven't actually gotten to do any of the stealth challenges. Yeah, so I think I mentioned this before, but the first stealth challenge I ever did, I played it like Batman. Like, like there were no like side, like there wasn't really a lot of like side objective kind of things where it's like, yeah, do these three things, you get the three medals. It was just a point thing. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's a stealth challenge. So I just web up here, web take down you. You're fucking dead, and no one can hear you. Do this, do that, do that, do that for every single person. Got bronze. Next time I went in, I literally sprinted across the top of a water tower, fired impact webs at every single motherfucker I could see, and fucking bare and fucking just barely managed to get the last guy before he fucking noticed me. And that somehow got me gold. Yeah, I can completely see that being a thing. And... Uh. And what's even worse is, I once fucking webbed a guy off a building. But because he was looking at me, I failed the challenge. Oh man, I fucking hate the um, bruisers. The big guys that are basically Wilston Fisk with less HP. Yeah, that's why I gotta get the first. That's I, why I gotta get the fucking I, perfect dodge. I, I, well, no, I hated them until I realized that I could web them to cars. <laughs> yeah, what, what, I, what I would always, what I would always do is I would I, always save them for last and just keep perfect webbing around them, so I just kept shooting them in the fucking face. <laughs> I, uh, well, no, I was in the middle of stopping a drug deal, and I was like, crap, I'm not going to be able to stop the car. Impact web one of the big guys so that I can, you know, get straight to chasing. And he was standing next to the car, and he got stuck to the car. Yeah. Sadly, when I attached myself to the car, the big thug had ripped off. So, like, I didn't get to just have this big thug on the back that I was con consistently kicking in the head. That would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious. Or, or, or it or, kind of yeah. saddens me that, uh, like the like the bad guys are magically webbed to the building when you throw them off too. Because I love that's one of my favorite things is turning a hero into a killer. <laughs> well, this, this, yeah, this, this game figured people like you would play it, so they were like, yeah, let's maybe just like, yeah, like as he kicks him off a building, he just like puts some web shit on him. I don't know. We don't know how he does it, but he does it. They're fine. He's got fucking, I don't know. He's got like a fucking, some weird like fucking disc ejector in his in the sole of his shoe like a Pez dispenser. But it Pez's webs. But yeah. But yeah, so um, stealth challenges are bullshit. Uh, the, like, I fight. highly recommend Spider-Man to anyone who plays video games. Um... Man, I, Ignore the challenges. I thought you were going to say I recommend Spider-Man 2 to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 2 too. If you enjoy, it, if you enjoy video like, games yeah, and have access to, if you have access to a PlayStation um, or a PlayStation 2, 3, or GameCube or a Wii, um, just go ahead and uh, rock it. Cause I'm just going to say, I've never played it. Don't get the Wii version. Probably true. Just Probably straight true. up. Like, yeah, you can get a Wii and play the GameCube version in it, but... Because, like, that'll give you HDMI, but still. But, um, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend Spider-Man. I've actually been seriously it... considering buying a Wii so I can just play GameCube games. <laughs> um, it, it... It is the Spider-Man game that I have waited over a decade for. Because after playing Spider-Man 2, I was hyped for Spider-Man 3. And then I watched, like, one review and was like, never mind. <laughs> I don't want this. 
Um, but Spider-Man, he's the hero we deserve. <laughs> like, and hey, the like, comic, and hey, his comic is good again. Hero we deserve. Yeah. Um, moving on, I decided to dust off the X-Blops. Um, the old 360. Oh, okay. Uh, I was wondering, because there, like, there are like three of those. And I plugged in a game that I think got a lot less attention than it deserved. And the game I'm talking about is Alpha Protocol. (laughs) (laughs) I love Alpha Protocol. Fucking Alpha Protocol. It's not the best game by any stretch of the imagination. But if you want a James Bond simulator, that's Alpha Protocol. Like, there's no question in my mind. Alpha Protocol is, hey, what if you were to play as James Bond? Like, I, I kind of feel like the developers went and like, hey, let's make a James Bond game. Started and then couldn't get the license. They were like, fuck it, let's make it American. And that's how we got Alpha Protocol. Well, yeah, actually, according, according to the internet, the project was inspired by Jason Bourne, James Bond, and Jack Bauer. Um... So just American, uh, but so, bomb. Okay, that's fixed. So Alpha Protocol is you. You are a spy. You either are a recruit who has no experience, you have a modicum of experience, or you're a veteran who's done stuff in wars before. You have to unlock. You have to beat recruit, which is a fairly challenging way to play the game. Not super challenging. It's 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 not a stupidly hard game. Though there are some segments that are a little bullshit. Um, but you can beat the game as a recruit, and then you unlock veteran. Which, it's replay value right there, because you don't unlock certain conversation options until you unlock veteran. Yeah, I can't talk to this guy until I covered wars, you know. Yeah. Um, and it suffers from one fatal flaw that RPGs like this have always suffered from. Uh, if you've played Deus Ex, you know the flaw I'm so I'm talking about. Hey, I want to be sneaky. Well, too bad you're fighting in a, in a in an upfront direct conflict. Eat ass, bitch. I specialized in pistols. Here's a rocket launcher. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a challenging game. Um, especially playing on a stealth playthrough, because I do the pure stealth playthroughs, I do non-lethal the whole way through, and that's, that's another thing that I absolutely love. I love when a game actually lets me do full non-lethal, because I don't want to kill people. I'm that guy who, like, plays a Fallout and is like, man, I wish they gave me a Trank rifle. <laughs> Because I don't want to kill anybody. I just... I, I want to experience the world. I'll use my gun on the feral ghouls and the robots. Actually, probably not the robots, because they have identities. <laughs> so I want, a, I want a trank rifle, an EMP, and a regular gun. That's what I want in Fallout. So modders, get on it. But, like... Oh, man. The only, the only problem that I have with the game is... The fact that there are boss fights that you have... Like, you don't actually have to kill anyone, I don't think. 
but you have to go through the boss fights, and you really don't want to waste your Trank bullets on it, because they are somewhat limited. I'm pretty sure you get enough in the game to Trank everybody. And on my current playthrough of Alpha Protocol, I've only killed one person, because I didn't remember that sniper rifles didn't have Trank rounds. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, I'm sure I've used these before. And then after killing, I got... I, I was infuriated. Because they have a little tally that tells you, oh, this many people killed, this many people that, this many people blah. And, like, at the very end, it has three uh, things. Um, I can't remember what the final one is, but the first one is Orphans Created. Okay. A little bit dark. And Medical Bills. I'm pretty sure if you kill everyone, you don't get any medical bills, but... You have, like, Infinity like, Orphans. Yeah, you have Infinity Orphans, but, like, I see five orphans created, I'm like, wait, what? Scroll all the way back to the top. One kill? What the fuck? I didn't kill anybody! Wait, that dude, that dude had five kids? Yeah, apparently he had five... Well, it is Saudi Arabia, so, like, that's actually somewhat believable. I was gonna um, say, I was gonna say, oh, yeah, okay, but that, that seemed kind of racist. <laughs> It's, I mean, it is a little, but it's also kind of culturally, like, true for them. Oh, uh, but God. I just don't at me. I, just, I, have this, I have this visual in my mind of just some James Bond motherfucker walking up, sauced out of his mind. Like, yeah, this sniper rifle is the fucking sleep dart, right? Alrighty, let's go. <laughs> it is, it's like, yeah, he's like, I guess here, just hear the cue in my in his head, just like, oh god, yep, he's is down for he's the longest dead. sleep of his life. <laughs> oh man, but no, uh, I highly recommend it. The only thing I really have to say is, say is whenever you're doing your quests, make sure to check your map, because my first time playing through the game, I wound up choosing the path that I didn't want to because the game didn't give me give me up like you get used to oh if you go down this hallway you'll save the day if you go down this hallway you'll become the villain it didn't give me that prompt <laughs> <laughs> and i would like to state that i played this game after i played mass effect 3 you either go down the right hallway or you see yourself become the villain yeah um so i was i was very angry and confused you then i die, played through you die down and, one hallway or live long enough to see yourself go down the other one well, it was actually to save uh, your girlfriend, but you get what I mean. Wait, that's the villain? No, no, no. You you have a choice between saving your girlfriend or going to kill the guy. Uh, and I accidentally chose to go kill the guy when I was like, I want to save my girlfriend. <laughs> so, there's actually a humorous story behind Alpha Protocol. Um, Birdie and I bought it together. We went in halvesies. Skipping out of the store, holding each, it, each holding a corner. We both wanted to play it, but neither of us were willing to spend the full price. And without my permission or knowing, Birdie went and sold it back. Like, he traded it in and got some cash, and I was like, dude, what happened to our copy of Alpha Protocol? And he, he was he was so upset, and like he gave me he gave me half the money, I didn't care. Because I later picked it up for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it was dirt cheap when I got it the second time. So... Okay, whatever. I don't. I don't really care. 
Um, but like, I love Alpha Protocol. I highly recommend it to anyone who's into that kind of espionage thriller thing. It's well worth a set. Um, especially if you have an Xbox. If you still have an Xbox 360, get it. Uh, I it's don't on Steam. think it. Oh well, then get it on Steam because it's probably fun- more functional. But it is fifteen dollars. <laughs> ah, never mind. I got it for a dollar. Yeah, I was, I was looking up stuff about Alpha <laughs> Protocol, and that game was fucking polarizing. I'm not quite sure I understand why. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, so um, of the scores out there, the lowest I saw was two out of ten, and the highest I saw was eighty-one out of a hundred. I can believe that it would fall somewhere in the middle. Um, I honestly would give it probably a six out of ten or a three out of five. If you can, if you can find it for cheap, pick it up. Uh, it's not worth full price. Uh, definitely not now. Okay. Well, actually, that's the thing. If you had have been there at launch, paying full retail and playing it right then, I would have told the people to wait for it to go on sale. Would you have changed the score at all? No, because it's still, it's it's not a bad game. It's not filled with glitches. The gunplay works. The conversation and dialogue trees are probably some of the more in-depth that I've seen in video games. And it actually makes it feel like your decisions have an impact on the world. Where a lot of games don't. So, yeah, I would still have given it a 3 out of 5. Okay, then. I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a four out of five by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it's good enough to be a four out of five, but it is a good game. I highly recommend it to people who are fans of that genre. It might be that the people who were uh, reviewing it that gave it really low scores just weren't fans of that genre, or maybe they saw a flaw that I don't. I don't know, but I do recommend it to people who are interested in that genre. Um. That's all I can really say on Alpha Protocol. Well, alrighty then. So how about a fight stick? That's what he calls his uh, dildo. That's what I call a fight stick. Why would I fight with a dildo? It was a joke, dead man. No, you just you just because not that... everyone knows what a fight stick is. You you fit that over Clearly, the uh, joystick because fucking for some fucking reason in my goddamn apartment. I told a group of five people I'm getting a fight stick, and all five of them thought I was literally buying a stick to fight people with. I could see that. Yeah, I'm buying a shillelagh. Yeah, that's that's what they thought. They literally thought that fucking fat, dopey-ass me was getting a fucking shillelagh to go cudgel people. Oh, come on. You could beat some people to death with a stick. Nah. Not in Canada. They're all too polite up there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also you can't you can't tell me I'm wrong because I've been there and it is, they are indeed very polite. Yeah, I said you're not wrong. <laughs> Ow, sorry, but like I wouldn't need to be. I would need to go buy a fight stick because a I'm pretty sure we have like government provided hockey sticks. <laughs> Yes, along with your along with your monthly ration of maple syrup. Yeah, and B, 
We just have loose lumber lying around this house. Just, I don't know why. Like, we have, we have the fuck, we have fucking a bed frame in the living room that's been there for fucking four months. We have a mattress downstairs that's been there just as long. That supposedly, that supposedly, uh, like, so one of my roommate's dad's coming to pick up any day now. And then we also, and then we just have fucking, like, chair legs and shit just lying around. So I am good for fight sticks. Like, actual fighting sticks. This, though, is an arcade stick. Yeah, that's what I figured it was, since it's the video games podcast and you like fighting games. But I had no clue, so I went for the, uh, went for the gay joke instead. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, I, I bought an arcade stick. Um, pretty wondering, it's a Conba drone. That eventually I am planning on doing the JLF mod. That's where you crack it open and replace a and replace the stick with a better stick. Because the stick they have is fine, but it can be better. Eventually, I probably replace all the buttons too. As long as soon as I can fucking find a decent price for buttons in Canada. Do you have any idea how fucking hard it is to buy f- buy components for arcade sticks in Canada? No, because I've never even considered buying an arcade stick in America. It's hard, dude. Like, there's a website called called like Canada Joysticks or whatever, and they are, as far as I can tell, the only like actual Canada located place you can buy parts online. Unless you want to go to fucking Palladium and buy some of their fucking distaff parts, but they don't have dick. And Canada Joysticks also doesn't have dick because you go in and fucking look at their buttons and you can get a an assortment of, I think, like random colored translucent buttons for like fucking seven bucks plus 20 bucks shipping. Whereas the main fucking place to buy fucking fight stick parts, which is an American site whose uh, name escapes me right now. Yeah, you can buy a button for two seventy five with seventy five dollars shipping to Canada. So, so the only option I really have is fucking buy the thing, ship them to James, and have James ship them to me. <laughs> like I did with my first fight stick. Then you uh, then you send up, you end up sending a text message to James. James, why is there a rat in the box with the fight stick stuff? Yes, it comes it comes with a plague doc- doctor or a beak on it. He's like, I made my own modifications. Thought you'd like it. It's like, hey, you have you probably have like a fucking future in the fight in like the fucking modding scene, but don't mod the mail. James, why is there a Thomas Wake poster glued over the entirety of the fight stick? You can draw this, but you can't draw a fucking t-shirt. Yes, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so I got one of those. I with 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 me living with people now, I play fight game. I play fighting games a lot more. Like like back when I was fucking living on my own, the fucking sticks or whatever, well, not on my own, but just like at my mom's place, I didn't have anybody to play these games with. So my fight stick just kind of sat in the corner and gathered dust. To the point where I became atrophied with using it, and anytime I tried to use it, my horrible fucking carpal tunnel would act up. Luckily, I have been. Luckily, my wrists have now like loosened up a bit, so I'm able to play with it a bit more. Also, I have a wrist brace, so fucking bonus. 
But yes, I haven't played a bit more of that. And when I got it, I also got Street Fighter V. Which I feel was a mistake. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because it was a fighting game that I could get for basically nothing because I had the fucking trading credit that I do, do, do you know what, what world you've entered by yes. going into the world of Street Fighter? A bad one. I know. Because in order to get all the characters for the game, I need to either spend fucking like 27 fucking years grinding out every fucking possible way to get fight money and maybe have enough to get all of them or spend twice the cost of the original game. Yeah, that's one thing I love about uh, a lot of fighting games. It's like, well, either I can master the game or... No, it's and even... with the older ones, it was just you had to master the game. No, no, the older ones, it wasn't even mastering the game. It was just, yeah, do this random bullshit and you can fucking unlock the character. I'm now getting flashbacks of my childhood and my constant defeat at Street Fighter by my friend who was obsessed with the game. Yeah, you gotta go you gotta go into this you gotta go into the arcade and then spend like fucking seventy five dollars in quarters in order to try to proc the fucking bit where like like some dude is flying across the moon and you get a fucking double flawless victory on that on the pit stage to unlock fucking reptile. Oh. No. Well at least it's not Shenlong. Ah I did that. Yeah, so with this, um Street Fighter V is part of the, um, what has been dubbed, I believe, the fee-to-pay style of game, where you can buy the game, and then there is, and then, so the roster that it comes with is, like, I think, like, 12 characters, and the roster right now is, like, 24. So half the character screen, half, so half the character select screen is locked. And your options are, um... To either try to get the fight money to earn a hundred thousand fight money to unlock one character and unlocks them forever, but still a hundred thousand. Like I have played through oh, fuck. One, of the, one of the main ways you get fight money is like the story mode and survival mode. Survival mode gives you two thousand. And yeah, survival mode gives you two thousand, and I believe the story mode also gives you like two or three thousand. And you have to beat it for every character on every difficulty. And yeah. that and that maybe gives you enough to unlock half of a season of characters. So the option is that, or spend fifteen bucks for all the season one characters, thirty bucks for all the season two characters, and fifty bucks for all the season three characters. I already spent the 15 bucks on the season one character, so I'm probably already fucking locked into the I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, honestly, at that point, it's probably just best to just. Which is disgusting. Oh, yeah. No, dude, I was I put Persona 5 into my console the other day. I was like, oh, I wonder if they've released any more free DLC. Seventy dollars. Yeah. Yeah. At least you unlock all of the costumes and background music, but $70! Yeah, uh, but, but at least that's, like, actual DLC. This is, like, core stuff for the game, man. Yeah, no, it's fucking, that's fucking a basic mandatory kind of thing. Yeah, like, they, they, they launched it with a truncated version of the care of the roster, and then we're like, yes, we'll get the rest of the roster. You can unlock it in-game, or just pay us. 
going the fucking free to play market, free to play market of like, yeah, you can spend like fucking like twelve hours grinding out this shit in order to get one tenth of this fucking thing, or just give us like fifty bucks. It's the fucking, it's fucking this shit. It's this shit that fucking makes me hate games. Just, we, just we get into it. We, we spend the fucking money on a goddamn game. We get it, and half of it's fucking locked. Like, I can understand if, like, so far, the Spider-Man stuff that I've seen for, like, upcoming DLC, that at least looks like new shit. Like, Spider-Man, you can, you can just fucking pop in vanilla Spider-Man and play through the entire game and have fun, and have fun with it. You can, you can ignore the DLC entirely and not feel like you're missing anything. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to the DLC for Spider- Yeah, like, I already fucking played for that game, beat it, and traded it back in. But once all the DLC is released as some kind of fucking Game of the Year edition or whatever, I'm just going to buy that again and then fucking play through it all again. I actually wound up getting my copy of Spider-Man for free. Well, I, I got a bunch of trade-in credit, so that's how I got Spider-Man. <laughs> Did you trade in a baby? No. No. I returned a game that was $30 and then traded in, like, 10 games. All right, so you were at $35. <laughs> Doesn't feel entirely inaccurate, but I got I got I got sixty something bucks. Actually, I got like seventy bucks. So I got the uh, I actually got the um, uh, season pass for it. So I'm gonna get the DLC as soon as it comes out. Oh, la di da. I know, Mister. I can afford season passes on my game, and my games don't cost eighty dollars. Actually, ninety dollars. Yeah, video uh, games are here. Only eighty for video me. games are here with tax um, cost ninety dollars. It was eighty for me because uh, I, I I had I also used reward points. Oh, so you got reward points too? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I paid the extra money to get the card that makes games cheaper at my GameStop. Ah, you bitch! I feel like that's cheating. That's either cheating or getting scammed more. I can't decide which. Yeah. I've saved over. This year alone, I have saved over $300. Whereas I just fucking go to the place that gives me better trade-in value. And has better prices on games. Well, I don't really have that option. <laughs> I just buy one game every couple months. Yeah, pretty much. Or I get a bundle. I grab, like, the Humble Bundle and just fucking... And I'm good. Uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, with Street Fighter Five, I... I've never been the best at, like, discussing critically fighting games, because I... Because there's so much shit going on in them that I never that I never feel like I'm really, really confident in what I'm saying about them, but... Street Fighter Five seems like a fine fighting game. Like, like the characters, I think they all... Feel pretty fine with the fight stick. With the fight stick, I'm now able to like do charge moves a bit better, so the charge characters aren't as fucking garbage. I just I I feel better playing it, and it feels fine. Like I played a lot of Street Fighter Four, and I really like Street Fighter Four. And this feels like a slightly tweaked Street Fighter Four with new characters and. With fighting games, I feel like the only like the most important part is something that's really hard to get across in a review 
which is how the controls feel. Yo, man, you gotta put in that frame data. I just I just spent so long talking about the Spider-Man controls, and I feel like nobody will understand it unless they've actually had the controller in their hands. Playing yeah, yeah I, get, no, I get that. I get that. It's just like... T- explaining to someone how controls feel is the hardest part, and that's one of the most important parts in fighting games. Like, I don't enjoy fighting games, but when I play them, my preference falls with the ones that feel like Devil May Cry 3, where it's just fluid, easy movements, I can pull off easy combos, I don't have to read a fucking manual to understand how to use even the most basic of moves. Because I've played fighting games like that. It's like, no, you gotta have the move list at, 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 at hand to be able to figure out how to pull it off. Wait, what fighting games do you play like that? I can't remember the names. Like, I don't play fighting games, so I don't bother keeping them in the, uh... Because, like, like, the only thing I can kind of think of for that is, like, Tekken, because Tekken's all, like, fucking, like... Tekken's all, like, combo chains. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, like, memorize, like, button inputs and stuff, but with, like, Street Fighter, uh, Guilty Gear... Oh, it's not one of it's not one of the ones that's actually like a big name. It's like a this was a one-off that uh, they were trying to break into the fighting game market and fucked it up so beyond belief. Hell, I played Shaq Fu. <laughs> I don't think that was a fighting game. Yeah, it was. Wasn't that like a Shaq platform? Fu was a fighting game? Like a one v one fighting game? I'm pretty sure. I was thought I thought sure Shaq Fu was like a fucking two D side scroller. I'm pretty sure Shaq Fu was a 1v1 fighting game. Oh, if only I had the internet in front of me to check. Okay, no, yeah, it's a fighting yeah, game. Yeah, no, that was a fighter. That is weird as hell. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad that I wasn't going crazy. Oh, yeah, and they released a fucking sequel to that. Why? Because I thought they were planning on releasing. Why a would sequel. they do that? Because it's a joke. I thought they were planning on releasing a sequel. Did they actually release it? June fifth this year. Wow. Yeah, okay. the game is currently on Steam for twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. The fucking what? so okay so Shaq Fu the sequel is a side scrolling beat 'em up. Okay. That explains a few things. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I feel like I made a mistake buying Street Fighter Five. Yeah. You kind of you probably did. Yeah, that I may did. not have been the best uh, fighting game. If to you cut feel your like on. you made a mistake buying it, you probably did. Yeah. That's my policy with games. Oh, I do have uh, one more thing to say on video games. No. Um, Ubisoft, get your shit together. They never had it. Okay, and I I have to explain why I am so angrily saying this. The reason I got $30 on a a refund was because I bought Far Cry 5 and it would not install on my PlayStation. That's not a Ubisoft problem. That's a PlayStation problem. Or a problem with the disc. It was a brand new disc. I brought a, I bought a new copy. Wait, you bought a new copy and then they gave you thirty bucks? Well, it was on sale for thirty bucks. Okay. Yeah, no. 
It was a new copy that was on sale for 30 bucks. But boy howdy was I mad. Like, I tried to install it multiple times. I restarted my PlayStation. I googled online and found out that that's just a problem that those discs have. That Far Cry 5 has with the PlayStation. Like, even if you buy a digital copy, it can just not work. Huh. Yeah. I, I never had that problem. And then Weird. I went to go play some South Park, The Fractured But Whole, to brighten my mood. And guess what wouldn't log into Ubisoft? <laughs> I went so far as to fucking contact customer fucking support. And you want to know what their fix was? Restart the console? Uh, try restarting your internet. Uh, try restarting your PlayStation. If that doesn't fix it, we can't do anything. They <laughs> use a lot of customer support. I'm just, I'm still steamed. But anyway, speaking of getting your shit together, Bungie, the fuck are you doing? Because I played Destiny really? 2. Oh, no. I feel like I talked about it before. Did I? I can't remember. I don't think you did. If you do, I don't remember. By all means, complain some more. Yeah, Destiny 2 is a bunch of dog shit. I played that game for way too long then uninstalled it. I got it for free and it cost too much. Like, I do not understand... I do not understand like how this game still has players... Like, this game came out, like, not that long ago. I do not know why it is getting fucking DLC, and I do not know why there are people in it who are still actively playing, also new players, also fucking high-level players. Like, like I went in there at level one, I fucking saw level 39 dudes. And after I reached fucking level 20, I was like, why? So, yeah, I, yeah, fuck, god damn it. Destiny 2 is like, what if you took the worst parts about Halo and then combined them with the worst parts of MMOs and then just fucking mashed them together into this weird fucking Play-Doh poo cake? <laughs> Play-Doh poo cake. <laughs> and my silent rage at Ubisoft has been ended by the ter by the phrase Play-Doh poo cake. <laughs> yeah. So I never played oh. Destiny 1. Destiny 1 never really appealed to me. I'm not a big fan of MMOs. And Halo, while I thought it was fine, it's not something I'm fucking salivating over like a lot of people. Like, I played through that trilogy. I played through ODST. ODST, from what I can remember, is my favorite Halo game. And, yeah, so I don't really have the reverence that people have for it. And so when it was announced, like, hey, Bungie's going over to do this new thing, I'm like, yeah, okay, they're a pretty big fucking developer. They've been Microsoft exclusive for a while. Them coming out there and doing something new, that's going to be exciting. Let's see what it is. Oh, it's a this. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, okay. Like, literally, um, one of my friends let me play Destiny 1 on his PlayStation. And, like, 
I picked up the controller, played it for 10 minutes, and then looked at him and I said, Is this just like Halo the MMO? He was <laughs> like, yeah. And I handed him the controller back and walked away. The last thing, it's even worse than Halo the MMO, because Halo the MMO had a, had a, Halo had a relatively compelling story. This, being an MMO, has an inherently uncompelling story. Yay, boring MMOs. Yeah, because it's fucking, because, like, MMOs are not built around the player. They are built around the NPCs, because the NPCs are actual characters. And something like Warcraft, they have the history of the Warcraft games to build off of, and then go from there with all these fucking characters, and they're switching alliances and stuff, while the players react to the changes in the world. Mm -hmm. In Destiny, you don't get that. Because any characters, no matter how good the fucking voice actors are, no matter how many Nathan Fillions and Gina Torres has he got in the fucking game, if you can't write a compelling character, none of this will matter. And Bungie, so far, can't. Because every character is a trope. Not a trope that you can latch onto or like any kind of like fucking anything. It's just, hey, this guy's the fucking cocky guy who makes these jokes. This is the badass warrior lady. This is the stoic leader boy. My favorite thing about Destiny is the parody videos that came out about Destiny. I've not even heard of those. Uh, I'm not going to go and advertise someone right now, but I'll give you uh, I'll drop you a link later. Okay, and yeah, so I watched the first cutscene and then skipped every cutscene in Destiny 2 because I genuinely couldn't care. And so... But don't you want to care about who, who the the what's-his-face and the, no. the what's-her-name? And I don't remember any Destiny characters. They must not be very memorable if I can't seem to think of any off the top of my head. The only Destiny character that seems to like have any real personality or like falling behind him is Cade Six, who's the guy who Nathan Fillion voices. Oh, well, just because it's Nathan Fillion. Exactly. And what's even fucking more, I don't think fucking Bungie cares about this shit because they really, because the, mo the most recent DLC, Destiny 2 Forsaken, the big selling point with that is Cade Six dies. Like that's the bit from the trailer. The inciting incident is watching what? the only likable character die and they didn't bring back Nathan Fillion. He's probably too famous for them now. No, they didn't even try. Oh, yeah, they, they did that. Sometimes, sometimes they're like, why didn't you come back? And they're like, oh, they never even asked. They just replaced me with someone much cheaper without even asking. But that's the thing. Is Nolan North cheaper than Nathan Villian? Uh, probably. I mean, By I mean he's, still, think he's so. still probably pretty expensive. No, I don't know. I mean, Nathan Fillion is like... Worth a lot now because he was on I think Castle for so be many years. Damn expensive. So I yeah, don't like, think it like, would like, be like, a, yeah, Nathan Philly, I mean, like yeah, Nathan Philly was on Castle, but that was like three years ago when that ended. But that doesn't mean he's like worth less. I don't think. I don't know. No, like 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 yeah, it ended three years ago, and he hasn't really had any projects around the Destiny Two time. He just has a new show that just came out. Yeah, that just came out, but Destiny Two was in development years ago. That is true. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, like, he was on like, Castle. Year, he was on Castle years ago. Like so I cannot fathom a world where even where like Castle was hot shit when it started. By the end, it was dog shit, 
and retroactively, the entire show was dog shit. But it reached a level, but it reached to such an extent of bullshit that it was just like, what the fuck is happening? We've reached maximum bullshit. Yeah, it also didn't help that like our two lead actors who were supposedly married didn't like each other on set. Anymore, yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I don't know what happened. They used to be friends, I guess. I guess eight years of working together was like, yeah, this yeah. is too much. Too much. I hate this guy now. It's like, fuck this, da- fuck this asshole. I want to go home. Let me voice Talia Al Ghul again, please. And yeah, now Nathan Fillion is in fucking The Rookie, where he plays the oldest LAPD rookie, and he is fucking porking two from Dark Matter. Which is weird to me. Meanwhile, everyone just watches him and goes, man, we wish we could have more Firefly. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. I watched him and was like, this show has one joke. No. Click. But it's not even it's not a comedy show though, it's a drama. Yeah, and it has one joke. Which is what, he's too old to be a rookie? It's that he's looking for a bit of a, he's ha- it's that him becoming a cop is a midlife crisis. Oh. No, people treat so, people treat like a midlife crisis, but he like is trying. So that'll be me in a few years, okay. Also, you you, you keep saying, yeah, this drama only has one joke. It's because I don't like when things focus on a single joke. I understand that... But it's not a joke, it's a premise. No, it is a joke. It is a joke, because they make fun of it. So what you're saying is the premise of the show is a joke. Like, that's one thing. We'll argue about this during movies and TV. Yeah. Anyway. I have my own fucking problems with that show. But anyway, uh, yeah, so... With Destiny 2, um, most of my problems with it are problems that I heard were there in Destiny 1. Like, w- one of the big things I heard about, one of the big things I heard about Destiny 1 uh, was just, with an MMO, it's supposed to be this fucking massive place that you could just fucking, like, explore all fucking whatever, and then, and then, like, you get, and, like, they can go through the fucking, all that shit, and all of it is supposed to be of an expanse that even even when you're like revisiting areas and stuff, it's supposed to feel big. Destiny, you are flying between planets in the same galaxy and it feels like you're visiting three medium-sized towns. Oh, that's lovely. And it doesn't help that the only way to like fucking grind gear and get better stuff is to replay those same areas over and over and over again. So you are going to a limited number of small places multiple times to backtrack and replay to get better gear to level up to then go to the next story beat that opens up one-fifth of a new area that looks basically identical to half the other areas you've been to, fight the same three groups of enemies, and then you win. And then you, win. And then you just let out into the world with having had no real impact. I fucking shot a space Nazi, I think, or some bullshit in the face until it died and exploded and one saved the world and the traveler and whatever, and nothing changed. As far as I can tell, I think the only thing I think the only thing that changed was the hub area was different. Yay, hub area is different. Yeah, that's not a fucking thing, man. 
Ugh. Yeah, the shooting... The shooting in it felt fine. Like, it had that halo thing of being, like, a bit floaty and not really having a whole lot of impact. Like, even when using fucking, like, rocket launchers and shit, it didn't feel like I was doing anything more impressive than, like, throwing... than, like, shooting a pistol. Which is appropriate, I guess. Uh, I guess for anybody wondering, uh, I was a gunslinger hunter who specialized in hand cannons. My main gun was a hand cannon, and my sidearm was a hand cannon. I love pistols in video so, games. So you were a hunter that hunted with a big pistol? Yes. Okay. And then my special ability got me a better pistol. Like, your special ability was getting you a better item, or your special ability was a special ability-only pistol? Yeah, my, spe my special ability was I generated a special ability-only pistol. Oh, okay. It essentially one-hit killed every enemy, and I had, and I had like, spec in a way that got me six shots with it, instead of the usual three. Nice. Yeah, so I just fucking rolled out there, and it was like, blah, 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 and then was good. Was it big and blocky looking? Uh, no, it was on fire. Oh, okay. It was essentially the golden gun, but what if the golden gun was on fire? The golden gun that is on fire. Hmm. Yeah, and like I had, I had a decent amount of time playing as that. It was just again running through the same areas, going in, going into a place where I was like fucking one like power level lower than what I should be, and getting fucking bodied, and going in there with two guys of similar level. And then they got fucking bodied. So we had to spend fucking like two hours fighting the same guy over and over and over again. Because when every guardian dies, you reset the battle. No matter what level, no matter what fucking progress you were at at it. Say it is a big fuck off orb that teleports and generates fucking health and, can, and all that other shit. And then you get him down to fucking like next to nothing. And then you die. So you have to restart from the beginning of the fight. Yeah. That's one thing I hate in Borderlands. It's just, hey, they completely heal. The encounter starts over. Yeah. Another oh, thing. you had a partner. Yeah, another fucking thing. Uh, with, um... There, there was one part in the game where I... Where I almost fucked myself. Kinky. Like, like, I, like, I was following this path, I was following another fucking waypoint marker or whatever, and it led off this cliff, and I looked down off the edge of the cliff, and there was a platform down there. I was like, oh, okay. So, I hop down there, and I see that the waypoint is on the other, the other side of this chasm. So, I'm like, alright, yeah, so I will just fucking run over here, jump onto that ledge. I jump to that ledge, turns out that ledge is in an instant death area. And I went the wrong way, into a pit that would have basically killed me. Yay! So I had to spend the next fucking 20 minutes trying to fucking, like, jump up these uneven rocks with first-person platforming to get out of this pit and look up a fucking YouTube video of somebody else walking through this area so I can figure out where the fuck I'm supposed to go. Because all these goddamn hallways look the exact fucking same. <sighs> and the hallways aren't even that fucking interesting, man. It's just fucking random neon lights and floating rocks. I I wish I could feel bad for you, but <laughs> it's at the it's at the part where fucking fancy buildings full of sand were more interesting than it. <laughs> and speaking of that, 
I'm I'm trying to actually finish Spec Ops the line. Oh, I have a history with that game. I have a history in that I've owned it for a while and tried to play it and never really got through it just because of apathy. Okay, so my history with that game. Uh, Korra loves that game. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Korra, like, Korra expounded about that game for months and months and months to me. Until finally I said, you know what, just lend it to me. I'll play it and return it. As I'm playing through this game, before I get to White Phosphorus, <laughs> I decide I don't want to play this game anymore. Because it has become readily obvious to me. And I had not seen any spoilers. I had avoided all spoilers for this game because I knew Korra was going to loan it to me. I got before White Phosphorus. Before and Willy I Pete. don't want to play anymore. I don't want to be the bad guy in video games. I try to avoid it. I don't... I, I played Renegade Shep for the achievement and felt dirty the entire time. Wait, you did that but you wanted to kill people as Spider-Man? It's a thing. It's it's testing the limits of the hero morality in, in a superhero video game that's different. So, I try to return it to him and he says, no, you're going to beat it. <laughs> It's like, play it more, I won't take it back from you until you've beaten it. Now, I left it on my shelf for a while, but that started getting to me. <laughs> so I eventually went back, and it was one of the most miserable gaming experiences I've ever had. Not because it's a bad game, not because its message is bad, but because I am the opposite of the person the message is meant for. Hi. I hated that game, and that is the best praise I can give it, because it made me wholly upset. I did not want to be playing it, I was forced to play it, and the thing that angered me the most was the game kept telling me, you don't have to be playing this, you could stop, <laughs> over and over again on the fucking loading screens. God, that was so irritating. Yeah. I didn't even want the end. I didn't want to see the ending. So, for those who don't know, Spec Ops: The Line came out in 2012. Uh, it's uh, it's part of the it's part of a long running game series that nobody nobody cares about, and it is based off of Heart of Darkness, the novel that Apocalypse Now is based off of. Which is a movie in which a bunch of people decapitate a cow from Marlon Brando. Yep. Like I saw that. Like straight up, they literally decapitated a cow. I don't mean the characters, I mean the crew. They on set with a machete cut a cow's head off. Because he's Marlon Brando and yeah. So, yeah, so the basic, the basic idea is a soldier is sent in yeah, so a so a fucking High-ranking government guy is uh, sent into a situation in this fucking war-torn part of the world, and then the government loses contact with him. So they send in one of his protégés to go catch to go get him. And what he finds there is that he has become a pseudo demagogue to the people that live there, and it's kind of like ruling over them. 
in Apocalypse Now, and I believe Heart of Darkness, it was during the Vietnam War going into the jungles of Vietnam. And in, in Spec Ops the Line, you are going into Dubai, which was which was hit by just like an ass load of sandstorms, which caused the place to be basically uninhabitable. And so it is so you walk in to essentially a war between this general's army and the citizens that live there. And it's interesting. Cause like you because like you start out and and it start and it feels like it's like a regular modern military shooter. You're just shooting fucking Middle Easterners and you're just like army military dude, as a bunch of dudes are fucking screaming whatever language they speak in Dubai, I'm not 100 percent sure. They're just running at you just going, ah, fuck you, asshole. And then you fuck and then you just fucking blow them away. And every time you get a headshot, the game actually slows down so you can get like a good long view at their brain exploding out of their fucking head. I think you start doing this that to American soldiers. It's a day of me venting about things that piss me off. Yeah. But yeah. So then you start doing that to American soldiers. And then civilians. And the the way that it shows the actual violence never changes throughout the game. It just kind of it just kind of like shows goes to emphasize like, yeah, you aren't treating any of these motherfuckers like humans. They are just fucking targets to you. Which actually does remind me of a different story I have about Spec Ops the Line. So the first time I ever played Spec Ops the Line was in, was in a demo, and that game does not demo well. Well, the whole point of it is that it's not a standard military shooter. No, actually, the, the, the point, what the, makes it good is the way it approaches the story, not... Yeah, that's the thing. From a pure mechanical sense, it is a military shooter. Yeah. In every aspect. They made this the most <clears throat> military, most shooter game ever. And then built a story around that about how you're a fucking monster. Hmm. Yeah, like, one of the one of the early, like, real decisions you have to make is you are getting, like, fucking shot at, and so you're fighting so you're fighting these soldiers, and you find out, oh, they're American soldiers. And so you're holding one up at gunpoint. You, you get him to disarm, and he begins, like, and he, you just get, you get information from him. And then you're in, you're in combat as your two fucking guys, um, one sniper, one heavy weapons. And they're just arguing back and forth about what you're supposed to do. And you're watching, you're controlling your guy as this soldier is slowly backing away. And your option is, do you let him run away or do you kill him? No matter what you do, you get the achievement. And it is this just fucking really tense situation of like, yeah, he's an American soldier, but fuck, the guys are trying to kill us. We didn't know what the fuck is happening. So I ended up, so I ended up shooting him, like right in the face. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the same thing of you shoot him and then it goes slow mo for a second so you can watch his fucking head Brain goo poop everywhere. out of the back of his skull. And oh, it was so good. I I have not beaten Spec Up the Line, and I kind of love it. It is a fantastic fucking experience. The part of the game that ultimately sets the tone for Spec Ops The Line. And I believe it is an important part that actually gets glazed over a lot. You're confronted by a crowd of civilians. And you're given a gun. 
and you're told you need to get them to move. Instinct is, shoot into the crowd. <laughs> but there is a decision to be made there. I shot the ground and the people ran away. Yeah. And that's really the moment for me. Because afterwards, I looked up playthroughs. I wanted to see how other people approached it. And about half of the people that I watched just mowed down the crowd. And of those half, like 10% of them actively hunted down survivors as they went. This wasn't just a quick burst to get them to move. They were emptying clips into civilians. Yeah, they... They fully embraced the darkness. Mm -hmm. They didn't read the loading screens. They missed the point of the game. I'm guessing I'm guessing they also saw Willie Pete and fucking jizz themselves. I don't know. But Spec Ops the Line, it is an important game. But and here's the big but here. You'll know if it's the game for you fairly quickly. Hi. And if it's not, you should stop playing. <laughs> and I hate saying that. I hate telling you this is a great game, don't play it. But it's not the kind of game that everybody is going to want to get through. Well, I cannot like that game. If I had been allowed to stop when I wanted to, I probably would be giving it a very high rating. But because I was forced to see it all the way through, I cannot speak positively on it. I cannot. I will always have my thoughts about it tainted by, well... It'll always be that game that they twisted my arm to play. Yeah, that his yeah. friend twisted his arm to play. And by twisting his arm, I mean he refused to take it back, and he put it on my shelf, and it just stared at me saying, play me, play me, play me. Well, Korra has a lot had a lot of great games at the time that I hadn't played, and I wanted to borrow others. But I have a policy where I'm only allowed to borrow one thing at a time. Well, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't give you another one either. Anyway, he'd be like, "No." Yeah, he oh, okay. yeah, he be like, "No, not but until you finish that it's, game." It, it's personal policies. Yeah, it just yeah, it's just there's a game just sitting there. It's like like you're an errand boy sent by grocery clerks. Note to self. So, so how did, the way to force caveman to do something is to lend him something. Exactly. Yeah, and, not, and then not take it back until he's he's done what I've wanted him to do with it. Okay. Yeah, I won't pay shipping, so you'll have to like prepay the shipping back. So, so I'm, so I'm going to mail you a copy of the Serbian film. <laughs> I know a guy who can get me a Blu-ray copy of it. I'm pretty sure they don't sell that anymore. Let me actually check Amazon. Not a Serbian film, a Serbian film. Okay, so yeah, they do have a DVD copy. I have a Blu-ray player. Yeah, but they don't have it on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the unrated version, which is currently selling for 77 Canadian dollars. It's a lot. The movie is hard to come by for very obvious reasons. Is that the one that got Billy Zane blacklisted? Uh, no, this is a Serbian movie. Oh. Uh, that is essentially a snuff film, I think. Oh, that one. Yeah. Like, genuinely a snuff film? Not genuinely, but, like, basically. 
What's the difference? I'll send you some videos. Ah, uh, no, thank you. Please not, don't. Not clips, explanations. Okay. I'm a Video essays about the movie. Those. I'm a little bit more willing to accept those, especially if they're framed in a humorous light. Like, I'll, send you, uh, I'll send you some Kyle Calgren shit. I have no clue who that is. Browse health high. Ah, okay, I can accept those. Yeah, he did. Yeah, one of his early one of his early reviews was on a Serbian film. Which Serbian film? Swear to God, this one. The, the, is, is that like? Is, is it like you can't, you can't you can't speak its name? No, it, no. The movie is literally titled a Serbian film. Oh, okay. I thought that was like it was like Macbeth. You're not supposed to say its name out loud. Uh, only in the theater. Yeah. Oh. And plus, we're not fucking theater kids. I was. Yes, I am. Okay, I, w- I wanted to be a theater kid, but I wanted to be like a production kid, but they had all those roles filled. I was like, hey, you want to be an actor? Fuck no. We could use a log or a rock. I want to be a rock. <laughs> I actually had a director a once offer me. I like turtles. I had a director once offer me a position as rock. We li- we literally had a guy who was a rock in one of the scenes, and like he actually had a line where he ran, jumped on stage, like squatted down, and is like, "I'm a rock," and that was part <laughs> of the show. <laughs> okay, actually, I just looked it up. The plot of a Serbian film is that it's a snuff film. Okay, well, um, yeah. according so to Wikipedia, dead. it tells the story of a of a financially struggling porn star who agrees to participate in an art film, only to discover that he has been drafted into a snuff film with pedophilic and necrophilic themes. Sounds fun. So back to Spec Ops the Line. Upon its debut on the art film circuit, the film received substantial attention for its graphic depictions of rape, necrophilia, and child sexual abuse. The Serbian state investigated the film for crimes against sexual morals and crime related to the protection of minors. The film has been banned in Spain, Germany, Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, Singapore, and Norway, and was temporarily banned from screening in Brazil. I know he's not in it, but the cover looks like it's featuring Tom Savini and Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. And Kevin, Kevin Bacon is in everything. So, Spec Ops line. What's the farthest you've ever gotten in it? Uh, the scene after Willie Pete. Okay. Which I'm going to keep calling it that. I don't know why. I just like Willie Pete. I just like that. I like that that mother. I like that that fucking that fucking Nickelodeon original series name is given to white fucking phosphorus. One of the fucking most heinous shit out there for wars. They call it Doug. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you who are wondering, the reason we aren't actually specifying any of this is because if you haven't played it or watched a un an undial like a a a dialogue a, a a playthrough where the person's just putting up the gameplay, you need to because it is a very important game. Once upon a time, I actually consider doing a let's play of this game. It is a very important game. I hate it, but it is a very important game. It is one of those video games are and are legitimate art form video games. Yeah. So fuck you, Roger Ebert. Like Serbian it is film one of coming those soon. Games. It is one of those games that it's it really takes you makes you take a step back and says, This is the kind of people that we are. 
It's like, oh yeah, fucking video games are fucked, dude. That's what I am, but really. Then, like, but it's it's not just a negative message because you do have your choice at the end that is so important to the ultimate commentary on who we are as gamers. Yeah. It's pretty fucking And dope. again, we're being intentionally vague, so please, no one in the comments. The game's post, on. Yeah, well, that will require people to interact with our comment section. No one in the comments post any spoilers because there are people who haven't beaten the game. What or comments? haven't even heard about the game, and they really need to. Our, our one fan is going to comment on this? It could happen. Yeah, the last comment we got was from fucking T Nasty asking, like, hey, the fucking podcast gonna be okay? Because I posted that that thing saying, yeah, so we got a strike on the channel, so fuck us. Because the fucking former people tried to upload a podcast that featured just an unedited Friends intro. No fucking. Anyway. I didn't, I was not, I didn't do that. Spec Ops lines up on Steam. Get it. It works on Windows 10. I'm playing it right now. And that's all I got. Alex. Uh, all right. Uh, um, let's see how much I want to go into this. <laughs> all right. So, so so remember that, that JRPG with the horrible plot that was causing you guys physical pain, Trails of Cold Steel? Hmm. Oh, yes. Well, the fourth game and final game, thank God. Son of a dick was released in Japan, so, of course, I imported it because I wanted to ride this train to the end. <laughs> it's fucking you, dude. Come on, ride this train. Right in. And oh, it God. was... Uh, not too bad. <laughs> once, once they finally had to stop dragging the story out and could end it, it improved significantly. It improved significantly. You know, because instead of going like the, the vague plot, vague plot, vague foreshadowing that will make no sense except for two games later on, and finally they're like, okay, this is what we're doing, this is what you have to do to stop us, come at us, bro. It's the end, fuck all of you. You know, you, you, know, you, you, know, you know how I, I beat you for like three games in a row? Well, now you can finally, finally uh, actually win. And they did. And also, a bunch of other characters from other games in this series showed up that I haven't played yet, so... Didn't quite. Ex, ex, I mean, people were hyped about this, but I was like, I don't know who these people are. Their games look significantly more interesting than this one, so I might have to go play it now. <laughs> but uh, so, but I mean, it was it wasn't bad. It was th- this. They have the problem where like they make you reuse every map they could from the last game because I guess you know. Gotta save that money. You gotta save that money. So there's 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 a beginning part of the game where like you're just kind of running around previous areas of the game for no apparent reason. Well, this continues for the whole game, but there are a few new areas, and also finally there's actually reasons to go back there. So, and also the protagonist of the series, who if you remember from my rant on the third game, ends up uh, unleashing darkness upon the country and then getting captured. Spends like the first third of the game locked up somewhere screaming because he's been driven crazy because he got a face full of darkness so you have to play as other characters she's a fucking punk ass bitch yes well then they go find him and then they're like hey hey stop being crazy and he's like alright 
Sure. I really hope that's the exact dialogue. No, that's not us. That's just me. Sim- that's just me uh, simplifying it for you. No, no, in my no, head, in, in my, yeah, in my head, it's fucking full Digimon the movie. Yeah. Hey, stop. All right, cut okay. it out. I'm good. Are, all right, fine. All right, all right. I'm I'm not I'm not crazy anymore. It's Chuck Ryan. That's the best thing I ever heard. Stop it. Okay. Was that? I assume that was from the dub. Yeah. Okay, I never watched that. Yeah, from the dub of the movie, they cut together the first three movies. They cut together three movies. That's why I didn't watch it, because they cut together three movies and, like, cut out a significant part of the last one. Yeah, so and they put an Angelina Conda skit in front of it. Oh, God. Why was yeah, yeah, there's a fucking thing? point in that movie. There's a fucking point in that movie where fucking our. I believe it, our. I believe our adventure. Our, like, our adventure two protagonist? Our adventure two goggles kid? Yeah. He's like hanging out. He's like fucking sitting there listening to this fucking sob story. Starts crying. The kid is telling the story. He's like, how to me, not you. Fucking stop crying. And he's like, okay. Just instantly. I'm pretty sure that's not how it went in the original. I'm just guessing. Yeah, no, probably. That's exactly how it went in the original. It did? I don't know. <laughs> oh. I mean, I... I Seriously, I actually, you're going to ask me. I me. mean, I watched the original movie like 15 years ago. I don't remember it that well. Yeah, the only Digimon thing I have any the original the only Digimon thing I have any real memory of is Digimon is Digimon Tamers. Well, I'm like older than all of you, so I actually remember the original ones. No, I I remember bits about it. The only thing I remember significant amounts about is fucking Tamers because Tamers is the one I've seen the most about. Well, Tamers was the most popular one for some reason. It's the fucking bomb diggity dog. Because it was edgy and like not edgy, just fucking good. Heavily Evan- Evangelion inspired. Also, it came from the heels of Zero Two, which was terrible. But I don't, I don't have the Zero Two hate, man. I just fucking love Tamers. Zero Two. Yeah, yeah. Digimon Adventure Zero Two. This- it's the sequel series that has this fucking ep- it has a fucking epilogue that fucks over the entire main cast and fucks their relationships and shit that everyone hates. Oh, not okay. even that. It also just wasn't a very good series. That too. Yeah. That was just that was just the cherry on the disappointment. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, sweet, we got a fucking sequel to the Digimon. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, that fucking what the fuck? Yeah, that be pretty much. I'm kind of su- surprised that we are spending this much time talking about a show that was made for the fucking that was made with the budget of like a fucking high school luncheon. That's that show was ghetto, dude. I don't know. All I know is that. Trails of Cold Steel Four is better than Digimon Zero Two. To animate trees blowing in the wind, they just That's have they just the... have an image of a tree and then a warped image of a tree and they just cross fade between those two frames. I don't even yeah. remember that. How do you remember yeah. that? And I don't, but I actually remember watching the show because, like, two years ago, we did an anime club for the beginning of fucking Digimon Digimon Tamers. Oh, okay. And I've rewatched it recently. They spent their entire budget on the 20 seconds of those kids fucking doing cards because you can see a drastic change in quality. Like just anybody who wants to see how anybody wants to see an animation budget in action. Go fucking watch any bit of them slide of them fucking doing the cards in Digimon Tamers. And you will see some fucking budget. Hmm. Anyway, Trails of Cold Steel 4. Yeah, I'm going to say, if you'd like to talk about Digimon, I'd be happy to, to make a one-off appearance on the anime podcast to talk about Digimon, but... 
Back to my game. Yeah, back 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 to the anime game. Back to the anime JRPG game that uh, um, you win. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> you, you 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 win and you win and save the day. And they're like, oh, but there's going to be another game. What? Not, not, no 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 no. Not part of not part of Cold Steel, but like the ongoing saga. Part of which the Trails of series. Three, yeah, part of the Trails of series because they're like the Trails of series isn't done yet. But we're done. Fe- we're done with Reen and the glorious nation of Erebonia. Yeah. Although he'll probably show up again because a big thing about Trails of Cold Steel Four is that the two protagonists of the the two previous Trails of games showed up to be like help out. So I'm sure we'll see him again. But we'll be in another country this time. Oh, also, yeah, they the, revealed we're, 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 we're going to be going to the country of Earthfuck. No, they're going to. Well, no, they're go- they're going to they're going to the probably going to the country that they spent. A lot of the time talking about this other country, country named, of water uh, play. No, it's called. I think it's called Calvert. The I don't know. It's it's like it's very, apparently it's very much like America with like we're going to the country president, of fire dick, a president and um like immigrant issues. I don't know. We're probably we're probably oh, going there. It's going to be ripped though. from the headlines. Anime, great. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's just what's fucking good. Well. I will say that at least their president isn't a parody of Trump, if only because he was created before Trump actually won. So, you know, he's not an orange person yet. I'm sure they could retcon that if they really want to. No, the darkness gets released and then he all of a sudden turns orange. I don't know. With Al- tiny hands. Also, also the game reveals that um, it turns out in this in this whole continent that the Trails of series takes place in, which is called Zemuria. If you try to leave it by air or sea, you'll somehow magically find yourself back on Zemuria, and no one can actually leave the continent. Which seems like something that really should have mentioned like seven games ago. Yeah, that seems okay. kind of like an important detail. Let's that, make like, a com- giant tunneling machine. That comes up at the, that comes up at the very end, where where he because this one guy's like, actually, I've come from beyond Zemuria, and they're like, what? But you can't actually leave the country. Every ship or plane that's attempted to leave has mysteriously turned back, and I was like, what? Why didn't you mention that all the way back in Trails of the Sky Part 1? That seems like something that should be very important. Yeah, that seems, that seems like it should be the thrust of the plot. The, apparently, that's never been mentioned before. It's just something that everyone knew and uh, o- only decided to mention it when this one guy's like, actually, I've come from beyond your continent. Yeah, and actually, that that's the thing. It's like, it's like yeah, I, yeah, I came in from outside. It's like, wait, how about how? Nobody can leave. The opposite of coming in. And I'm like, you think that'd be something they'd be more interested in? Yeah. yeah it's like, it's like, it really of, would. It's like, what's the outside like, world like? Did they like? just think the world ended at that point? You know, like, somebody I, say that. It's like, wait, there's a world outside? What's it like? Are your countries named after elements fucking? No. Our countries are named after hostess snack cakes. Yes. Oh, such a strange and alien world. Did this get out into like fucking modern day New York and it turns into a Lovecraft story? Is, is they're driven mad by social media? <laughs> they Actually, see, they do have yeah. they do have an internet and social media. Somehow they, they see the whopper and they just start screaming. <laughs> Actually, they they, they have they very modern Doritos Locos Taco and just. The world ends. They have very modern food, which people are like, "Well, how do they know? All th- how do they get all this food if like they can't leave their con- their continent?" 
Bitch, don't worry about it. You know, who invented pizza if there's no Italy? Bitch, it's cool. Because there's this one character who's like, his whole thing is that like, he's a, he's an underground hack, hacker and he loves pizza. Oh, some, he has to make... Oh, oh some, somebody, put the, somebody put the recipe for a pizza in a bottle and hucked it out into the ocean, then it fell into the shores. That could be. Well, or the thing is, the, someone the, could have just tried adding red sauce and cheese to bread and expanded from there. That's stupid. I mean, he's a hacker who doesn't want to leave his cave, so he has the pizza, local pizza restaurant make dead drops to him. Where they're like, yeah, we're just, we're, yeah, we're just ordered. Yeah, he, he, he pays, he pays in advance, and we just bring it to like this place and leave it in the street, and he like crawls out of the sewer and like takes it. Oh, that is a fucking dead drop. Yeah, I know. I, I thought, I thought you were joking. I thought they like actually went like to a door or something and just kind of slid it in no, a slot. No, 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 no it's like he, some dude he, in the fucking, he literally, like some dude with he literally, a pizza he, hat he on, pays but, like, him through his, he pays him through his credit card. They bring it to like a a random grate, leave, and then he crawls out and grabs it because like he, a ninja like, turtle. He, yeah, he lives in like this hacker cave in the sewer. It's Donatello. Oh my god! But no, like I, I was just I was just imagining like like a dude with like a Papa John's hat, dark sunglasses, and like a high collar jacket walking into a park with a briefcase full of pizza, <laughs> sitting down at a park bench, <laughs> leaving it there, reading a newspaper for like a couple of minutes, looking at his watch, then going to leave, leaving the briefcase behind. Then someone else comes up, picks it up, and walks away in the opposite direction. Like some real dead drop shit. I'm just like, hey man, I'm go- I'm, I'm I'm just gonna leave these right here, okay? I, 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 See, I, I don't now, now, now I'm imagining two guys arriving at a train station with crates, <laughs> <laughs> one of which is full of pizza, and one which has like two hundred bucks in it. But <laughs> they had to be the same size. <laughs> So like like they just like both go to the bathroom at the same time and come away and take each other's crates. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 there's no, like a pizza delivery guy and a guy in like a well dressed suit both carrying those warmer bags. <laughs> yes yes. Cause like that guy takes the job seriously. <laughs> These pizzas gotta be flat, dog. <laughs> I'm sorry we're taking the piss out of a game you like. Oh, that's all right. No, I mean even even I thought that was a bit much. I don't know. I'm I'm am still flummoxed by the fact that they're like, hey, nobody can leave our, our continent, and like we haven't mentioned this for seven games. Does the guy's pe- is the, does the guy order like a no sauce, no cheese, left beef pizza? Uh, I don't know exactly. I think he just orders like a regular pizza. Because that's the thing I saw. I saw somebody order a no cheese, no sauce, left beef pizza. So What's what a that? left beef pizza? Uh, you know, you know how you know how you can like uh, you know how like with online orders you can. Oh, they only put it on half. Yeah, yeah. So it so it is just a so it's fucking dry bread, no sauce, no cheese or anything, with just a bunch of fucking beef balls on it. That's uh... just to see what would happen. Did they do it? Yeah, and they got it. That's like the guys that went to In and Out and ordered like a hundred by hundred burger. And, like, they actually made it for them. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking... There's some weird... People do weird shit for food, dude. This is insane. Yeah, dog, it's fucking crazy. I, I didn't do that. I did go to my local pizza place after getting to this scene, and I, I asked them what would happen if, like, somebody asked them to dead drop a pizza. <laughs> I'm like, so what would you do? what would you do if somebody called... Paid for it on the phone and told you to just drive it out to the middle of uh, town and just like leave it on the sidewalk somewhere. 
And he was like, why would anyone do this? I was like, oh, because somebody did it in the game I was playing. Just just say yes or no. He's like, I mean, just I guess. Me. I, I mean, he's like, I mean, I guess. I, I can't see that ever happening. Just, but, just like I mean, a cocking over the phone. It's like, I need you to deliver a pizza to the, to the sewer entrance on fucking 5th and Main. <laughs> see, this actually make, is making me think about uh, the time. So I was having a and d night with some friends. And like we was like, okay, so what are we doing for food? And I was like, pizza. No question. Because we did it every time. So we go online and we try and, like, they hadn't put limits on how much of a topping you could put. And we had enough points saved up to get, like, a seven topping pizza. So we ordered extra cheese and then six times pepperoni. (laughs) So in my mind's eye, this thing would just be a mound of grease and cheese. Yeah, like, in, in my mind, it's like a fucking cheese sandwich. With one of the loaves of bread being pepperoni. <laughs> That's pretty much how it is, And yeah. it got there, and they put one pepperoni. They didn't even give us extra pepperoni. That bitch. It was just like regular quantity of pepperoni. And we fucking complained. So we got a free pizza. Nice. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought they literally put like one pepperoni. Yeah. Oh, that would have gotten a such an angry Because they were just like freaking smart asses. We'll show them. Yeah, they like put, they didn't even put extra cheese on the motherfucker. Yeah. They put a but single pepperoni. We called pepper- and complained and got a free pizza. They put a single which pepperoni. Which was our septuple pepperoni cheese pizza. They put a single pepperoni in the center and then put that little fucking table thing to keep the, top of the, keep the lid from hitting the pizza on top of it. <laughs> that would have been the best dick move. I actually would have applauded if they had done that. <sighs> yeah, do you ever see those like whenever like McDonald's or Burger King or whatever does like those, hey, make your own specialty burger thing, and you just see the fucking shit people make? Mm-hmm. It's like the bread burger is like nothing but lettuce. There was one that was just called beef. <laughs> which was I think like twelve patties. With two with with buns and then the, and then those buns were sandwiched in between patties. Yeah, it's just weird. Anyway, anything else I'm playing, Alex? Um. Well, so I, I went back. To, so since I was playing a game with robots, I decided to go back to the Gundam Builder game, Gundam Breaker Three. Mm, and, I love and, robots. And then I tried. And then I tried to make a Gundam based on our D and D campaign characters. Oh God, Ooh. I'm yes. very curious. Well, I made I made one for Rothgar, which was like um, the uh, the Gundam Barbados from uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, because it has uh, a mace, which is kind of like his uh, hammer. Yeah. And then I and then I painted it red, and I gave it like a dragon wings. Yeah. So actually, I, pretty soon you guys will be yeah. leveling up to get a new feet, and Rothgar, you could get wings. Oh. Well. Oh, that's gonna be so cool. Yeah, Dragonborn have a racial feat where they can just get wings. <laughs> And uh, I I just try, I couldn't I couldn't remember what um, Gwen's main weapon is. Uh, rapier. Rapier. Oh, it's I supposed can... to be a rapier. I just never use it. It's, I can it's do crossbow. that actually. There there is a beam rapier. His main weapon. Yeah, beam rapier and a beam a crossbow. Right there's a beam now. rapier and a beam crossbow. So I could totally, now I just have to figure out how to make him an an elf that doesn't believe he's an elf. Just give yeah, that, that's a thing. That's an important part of my character. And um, I tried, I couldn't find a Plague Doctor mask, so uh, James is out of luck. Oh, okay, actually, apologies. You can get wings, but you can't fly because you're wearing heavy armor. Oh, well, I could oh. always just take it off. Cast, oh, no, I can't, that takes like ten minutes. Uh, 
I can't just pull a common rider or whatever and cast off. No, no, you can't. Too bad. Which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, mo- most of the dragon, th- most of the dragon specific feats, you wouldn't really benefit you. You get dragon hide, which gives you, which gives you fucking uh, thirteen plus dex base armor class. Well, it doesn't really help you, given your dex is not great and you already have no, a fucking not. nineteen. Anyway, that's not about D and D, please. Yeah, well, 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 wait. I have to t- for one thing is that I I tried to make James a character, and uh, I gave him like the the attack drones, yeah, which are kind con- which are kind of like rats, I guess. They weren't rat based. I'm sorry, unfortunately, that would have been cool. And um, that was about it. I just tried to make three custom uh, Gundams based on our D and D characters, and it was only partially successful at mine. Although I think I can get Gwen right next time. I'll go back to that now. What, no Gundam for the Sky Voice? Um, That's called the Narrator. Roll a wisdom saving throw. So just just look up an old episode of Gundam Wing and listen to the Narrator talk, and uh, that's you. (laughs) (sighs) And um, I still can't talk about Dragon Quest XI. I'm sorry. Next month. Next I, month, I'll have next more month. allowance. So, uh, okay, so I guess that's all I've got for now. Alrighty then. That's what I'm playing then. On to the news. So, first off, uh, Days Gone. The game that, for some reason, is getting a whole lot of fucking oomph behind it. Has been delayed. Originally, com- originally coming out on February 22nd, it is now going to be coming out on April 26th. Yay. I wonder why. Uh, according to the publisher, we want to share a change in release date for this highly anticipated game from Ben Studios. We decided to move the release date from days of Days Gone from the crowded February time frame to April 26, 2019. While the studio is eager to see Days Gone in the hands of fans, Ben Studios will take the opportunity to further polish Days Gone. So essentially, they like in fucking like the late in late January, February stuff is going to be Kingdom Hearts 3, Anthem, Metro Exodus, the Resident Evil 2 remake. There's a lot of shit coming out there, so they just they just kind of wanted to give this new IP. A bit of breathing room. They want to compete with Kingdom Hearts 3. Or Anthem. Or Metro. Or are you too? All of that shit is real big, and it will fucking crush, crush Days Gone. Like, nothing against Days Gone. Other than I just kind of don't understand it. But, yeah, if it comes out during that time, no matter how good the game is, no one will play it. But yeah, now the actual big shit. So Telltale. There was... So yeah, there was a bit of news around Telltale. So earlier in the month, uh, Telltale um, laid off 90% of their staff. Yeah, they went from... 250 people down to 25. Uh, and wow, that does not sound good for them. Yeah, and this came and this also came out. This was part of a majority studio closure because the studio is shutting down. They're essentially keeping the 25 people on to finish up uh, contractual obligations. 
But then from there, the studios are going to shut down and be gone for good. Turns out going that all sucks. in because you had one game that was pretty successful is a bad idea. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, so according to, uh, so according to uh, Pete Hawley, the CEO of Telltale, uh, quote, It's been an incredibly difficult year for Telltale as we worked to set the company on a new course. Unfortunately, we ran out of time trying to get there. We released some of our best content this year and received a tremendous amount of positive feedback, but ultimately that did not translate to sales. With a heavy heart, we watch our friends leave today to spread our brand of storytelling across the games industry. And by that, they mean the unemployment line. Basically, yeah. Right. Yeah, this... Little bit of a shock, but not really. Like, on the one hand, seeing a studio that, in recent memory... Like, 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 not too long ago was a was a fucking. They were the fucking bee's knees, man. Like, just fucking sick as hell, and then, and then, like, just kind of nothing, and then they shut down. But even during that nothing, they didn't. They weren't fucking like not doing anything. They were fucking still. Producing games, like a stupid amount of games that were all basically the same. And now they're just gone. And what's also really weird is, uh, so like the 25 people that were left, uh, yeah, they were solely focusing on Minecraft story mode. Which is, uh, which is an interactive narrative series produced for Netflix. And they were leaving the final season of The Walking Dead just fucking to die, unfinished. They released an episode of it and were just stopping. Wow. They probably resent it because they're like, oh, wow. We can make a lot of money off this. No, we can't. No, why would they resent it? That's their, that's their fucking moneymaker, man. Yeah, but. That's the reason people know what Telltale is. Yeah, but they, it kind of like, it kind of tricked them into going, overextending themselves because they thought that, like, oh, we can make a, this kind of game out of everything. Oh, wait, no, we can't. I think that, that what exactly did they go bankrupt from? Um, let me look into that. I I thought it was because all of their um, you know Walking Dead is games weren't doing nearly as well as the money they were sinking into it. Ah, uh, that could be wrong though. I am looking at. I'm looking up into that. Uh, so according to Dan Connors, uh, who was part of the studio. Uh, the studio had been ready to close. Uh, had been ready to close another round of financing when their last major investor pulled out. The company executives had made the decision to end all production as soon as possible without this investment. So yeah, basically, investors pulled out. Oh, well, that's not good. Yeah, he did not. Spe- he did not specify which investors pulled out. Um, variety Probably because everyone would like. Yeah. Try uh, to crucify the guy. Yeah, Variety suggested that it, that it might have been Lionsgate. Uh, which had contacted Telltale's board the previous week about its intent to pull out of funding in order to return to its core film business. They also reported that AMC and Smilegate, a Korean company, uh, were looking to invest in Telltale, but both of them pulled out a day before the studio closure. Yeah, that's... That's unfortunate. (sighs) Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
one thing that did come out of this, though, was that uh, Skybound Games, the uh, game-making branch of the Robert Kirkman imprint of Image Comics, uh, they have been... They have uh, managed to actually gra grab up the license to finish development on the final season of The Walking Dead. So, that's still going to be happening. It just won't be Telltale, kind of. Hmm. Yes, a Telltale announced, uh, sorry, Skybound Games announced on Twitter uh, that, uh, that quote, We're so happy to announce that we've reached a deal with Telltale Games that will allow Skybound to continue The Walking Dead the final season. Let's wrap up Clem's story right. Uh, more details coming soon. And um, according to a Gama Sutra article, the uh, CEO of Skybound uh, is wanting to finish The Walking Dead with a hundred percent of the with according to this Gama Sutra article, a hundred percent former Telltalers. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I this mm. yeah this was kind of talked about during an AMA with the creative director of Telltale. Oh, sorry, Ian Howe, former uh, Skybound CEO, and then Kent Modul was also part of there. Was also part of that AMA. And yeah, uh, he wrote that the plan is for it to be staffed by 100 percent by former Telltale staff. Uh, the only time we'd look elsewhere is if we couldn't find a particular role from the former Telltale people. So this could potentially see the Telltale finish up their fucking story. But this whole fucking situation, man. It's real fucking weird. Anyway. That other news. Uh, not a whole lot of new game shit coming out this uh, next couple weeks. We got fucking Soul Calibur 5. Or sorry, 6. Which I guess people are into. Uh, the My Hero Academia game coming to Switch. And uh, some game I never really heard of before. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh yeah, that's that. I don't know. Uh, it's some kind of cowboy shit playing some John Wayne motherfucker. Who wants to play a cowboy game? Yeah, why do that when we can drive cars? Who needs a horse when you got horsepower? Weirdos. I know, right? <laughs> what company is developing that? Uh, some weird fucking uh, Canadian studio, I think. Um, let me see if I can look their name up right now. Uh, da -da -da -da. Uh, all right, who the fuck do we got here? Uh, yeah, DMA Design. Never heard of them. Yeah, they're some kind of Scottish developer. They made some fucking game called Lemmings. The hell is... You know what? It's, pro <laughs> it's probably not going to do anything. I honestly don't know why we're even talking about it. I don't know. It was. No. It's worth mentioning. People are excited about it. Nah, this clearly isn't going to go anywhere. Why are they so excited? Well, it is a sequel. There must have been some kind of fan base. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, actually, I found it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's weird though. They're calling it Red Dead Redemption Two when the first game was Red Dead Revolver. What the fuck? I don't okay. Know. 
That's enough of that bit. It should be Red Dead Revolver 2 Redemption or something like that. That's enough of that bit. Obviously. Uh, so weird. <laughs> so yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. People are fucking jizzing themselves over this fucking game. In case you can't tell, we were just fooling. <laughs> I literally said, that's let, let's finish this bit twice. No, yeah, be, this, yeah, fucking, this is happening. Fucking, two people have been fucking clamoring for this for years, and from the sounds of it, you got it. Yeah, from the sounds of it, they put in some fucking work. I never actually finished the first Red Dead, uh, and I'm very, I'm still very excited for this one. I don't like because... Rockstar games. Just, I've never been a fan of their engine. Never been a fan of the way it plays. Played Red Dead Redemption One a bit. Wasn't that big a fan of it. But I might check this one out. Like after, I thoroughly enjoyed Red Dead up until I got through Mexico and found out that there was more game. <laughs> it never ends. Never. I, it just it w- took so long to get anywhere in that fucking game, and then it was like, okay, all of Mexico, and now you have to go further. Well, that's because you had a horse and not a car. <laughs> anyway that's gonna be it for this week thank y'all for joining us we'll be back at some point with more of this shit till I'm dead I'm Cave and I am Alex and we will see you guys next time goodbye have a wonderful time <laughs> <laughs>